Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee Podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. to today's podcast episode in which I'm joined by a guest, Sean Boyle, uh, who is speaking to us from Philadelphia. Uh, Sean is a serial entrepreneur commanding a seven-figure digital marketing agency called Momentum. Uh, He's also founded, and this is what always makes me slightly nervous when I'm on a podcast, when you have fellow podcasters, but he also founded the Sean Boyle podcast, which was a weekly podcast on entrepreneurship, investing, and lifestyle. And he tells me just before this recording started that that's paused at the moment, but likely to make a comeback uh, in the future. In his free time, you can find Sean sorry, uh, working hard at the gym, training jujitsu, I think I've pronounced that correctly. And obviously he's an avid reader of self-improvement books and dining at some of the best restaurants in Philadelphia. So you need to give us an idea, Sean, of which those restaurants are, just in case any of our guests and listeners in the, the future are traveling to Philadelphia. Uh, you grew up just outside of Philadelphia in a town called White Marsh, and you played many different sports, traded baseball cards and founded lemonade stands. Uh, entrepreneurship has always been in your blood. So welcome to today's podcast. Thank you so much, man. It's a pleasure. Now, we were talking just before the recording about what we uh, are drinking today and I'm going to start by having this as a a drinking podcast of two halves to start us off with so I want you to tell us about what you've got in your hand now that you're drinking but I also want you to tell the listeners a little bit about what you're telling me about coffee and your love of coffee and how you handle that love of coffee now so just tell us a little bit Sean about what you're drinking now yeah, man, I'm an avid coffee addict, uh, like a lot of you guys, I'm sure. Um, I really would used to drink a whole pot on a given day. So I yeah. definitely needed to cut that back. I noticed that I would hit the gym and I would just be fatiguing and just it's way too much wear and tear, you know, yeah, on true. the body. So what I have right now in this my trusty, dusty glass is called mud water. So if you are to Google this, it's M-U-D-W-T-R on Google. Uh-huh. And mud water is essentially... A combination of multiple things, lion's mane, the mushroom, MCT oil, cinnamon, uh, like chai tea, stuff like that, all mixed into one where you're getting the caffeine about like, I think it's a fourth of a normal cup of coffee, but you don't crash throughout the day, which is great because it's long lasting energy. I know that there's a lot of things that promote, oh, you can go through the whole day and then you have a little sip of it and then you're toast, you you crash it um, simultaneously. But no, this is... This has been proven. It's totally legit. And um, yeah, I try to drink it as often as I can. Yeah. And when you're drinking coffee, coffee, um, what kind of coffee do you like? Do you still have it as a special treat? Do you have it when you go out? You mentioned they're dining out at some of the best restaurants in Philadelphia. I've never been to Philadelphia, so I'm desperate to find out what some of those restaurants are. Um, But what's your favorite coffee and, and how do you take that coffee? If you were to visit Philadelphia, I would definitely recommend going to Grand Cafe. It's in Center City. I think it's about 16th and Chestnut. And it's this 
Italian place. It's been there forever, you know, for decades. And they have some of the best coffee, whether you like it black, whether you like, like it like uh, Agent Wolf, you know, lots of cream, lots of sugar yeah, in yeah. Pulp Fiction. Uh, there's all kinds of different uh, flavors and, and, you know, it's, it's incredible. I mean, I remember I watched the Italian, uh, there was like some national game that was on there. I, I think it was like Copa or something like that. Yeah. Uh, like some Europe, um, you know, soccer tournament and they go crazy over there, man. Those Italians love their coffee. They, they love their soccer. So definitely, definitely yeah. check that out when you, when you come to the States in Philly. It's awesome. Yeah. Soccer and uh, red fast cars tends to be uh, very uh, Italian, <laughs> doesn't it? I'm sorry to any Italians that I'm upset in there, but I know a lot of Italians <laughs> and, and they definitely seem to love their soccer and their, uh, their red fast cars. Yeah. So the the water that you're you're drinking there, the, the mud water, is is that something that you just drink during the working day? Do you find you know you drink it outside of the working day so it helps with the gym and, and helps with your energy and vitality? Tell us a little bit more about how how you work that out. Yeah, I'm a pretty optimized guy, so I try to just be as consistent as possible. And I normally just take a teaspoon, just put it in there, and then I just have that um I would say every day. And then if I need a little kickstart, then I'll have, you know, a cup of coffee, but I, I really like to have, you know, a nice coffee when yeah. I wake up on the weekends, that's like my little treat, so to speak. Okay. Um, right. And then if the Eagles win on Sunday, Monday, I can go in and get a free coffee from, you know, Dunkin' Donuts. So that makes it all <laughs> worth the while. <laughs> yeah. I must admit, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a nice hockey fan. So I've got my yeah. sort of Banff hockey puck there. So I'm a Calgary Flames fan and, I must admit, I think the Flames actually have been whooped by the Philadelphia team a couple of times just recently. I think they've had one win, but yeah, they've not done particularly well against the Philadelphia ice hockey team. So, uh, yeah. And that's saying something too, because the Flyers are are not good at all this year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, We're we're bad, man. Yeah, I mean, you see the Flames and they seem to have such a good run, you know, and I get the the recaps and unfortunately I don't get to watch much live hockey uh, over, over in Calgary and I get to watch even less of it on the TV over here recently, but I get the recaps and they have a really good run. And then they just seem to go off the rails and just bottom out. And yeah, I think, oh, why? What's that? You know, you said there about the drinking and the consistency, why they just can't be more consistent. And you know, that t- certainly took them to the Stanley cup. And you know, I remember these days when I used to travel to Calgary a lot and their hockey was pretty consistent. So uh, yeah. Yeah, that probably explains it. Yeah, for sure. I've got to ask one question then, because you said something interesting there, uh, because I wasn't sure whether it was bottled water or, or some kind of powder. And you said there you put a sort of teaspoon in. I remember drinking some, uh, I think it was MSM Greens, that when I went to see Tony Robbins once, I bought one of his products. And yeah, whilst it was amazing for my body, it did taste like mud. It tasted <laughs> awful. You know, it was the most vile thing that I've ever done. And you do get a bit of a taste for it after a while because you get the bitterness, you get used to the bitterness of it as your your alkalinity balances out in your body. What does this mud water taste like? And obviously, if anybody else that might work for mud water is listening to this, yeah, this is purely an opinion. It's one person's taste, but I'm going to ask Sean what it tastes like. (laughs) Yeah, I wish I was sponsored. Um, Honestly, it really tastes like uh cinnamon mixed with um like some milk that's been frothed a little bit like okay. i like well, to take quite a lot of the sound uh, of that yeah yeah it, it's really smooth like it does have that coffee taste it, but it's like if it was a little watered down if that makes sense yeah um but i like to just take a 
because it comes in a black cylinder and then you have like an electric like frother that like vibrates and stuff so it's really cool so you, you put the mud water in there you take a whole teaspoon out boom put it in there and then you take the throffer and I just like to put, you know, like a little, little splash of milk in there and yeah, just hit it up and, and there you go. But yeah, it's, it's a good taste. It doesn't taste as uh, you know, gamey, so to speak, as a lot of those yeah. uh, green shakes do. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think you've got all the listeners intrigued now. We're all going to be going out there, Googling mud water and seeing how it's, you've intrigued us with how you've described it there. So that's amazing. Yeah. Now, I know you've got several businesses that you're involved with at the moment. That's one of the reasons you're taking a break from, from podcasting yourself. What would you like to share that's been the latest or most significant thing that you've actually worked on in your own businesses? And just give us an idea of that. Yeah, so I'd say the biggest thing right now is really just the uh, real estate acquisitions that I've been able to acquire in the past like six months. And it's funny because I graduated Penn State last year Uh, college. And I didn't really have real estate on my radar. It was something that a couple of my mentors were like, yeah, Sean, you should look at getting, you know, involved in this kind of stuff. I've always been involved in like cryptocurrency, stock market, so to speak, but I really started digging into real estate. And the more that I really uh, researched it, I became obsessed. I really loved it. I thought, why, if I can't, you know, invest in this and, and get, you know, passive income off of it, why, like, why wouldn't I do that? You know, especially as young as I am, I know a lot of people, they want to buy the Rolex, they want to buy, you know, the nice car and everything. And it just really applied to me. I really wanted to just, you know, set the foundation for my life so I can, you know, retire, you know, I would say maybe in a decade and, and live a life and then build a business from there. So I would say um, definitely creating that LLC for the real estate acquisitions. That was the sum that I'm really, really looking forward to keep growing. And when you say real estate, you know, obviously uh, that means different things to different people that might be listening to this around the world. Is is that sort of residential? Is that more commercial, industrial? Is it a mix? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So it's primarily single family homes in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. I don't want to venture out just yet into the commercial, the multi-use, the multifamily, yeah. simply because I know single family. And I think a lot of people they get themselves in trouble because they try to do all these different things. And for me, I know what I know. So I want to keep doing the thing that's working as the saying goes, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So that's kind of where I wanted to take the the time and just keep reinvesting as, as I can continue doing this. So my goal is I want to buy one more property than I did the previous year. Okay. So last year I had three and then this year I'm going to have four and then the next year, five, six, seven. And that's just something I can hold myself accountable to where it's like, well, if I did three last year, I can try to add on, you know, another one is like, you know, my other business is expanding and I can have more cash flow, more reserves to throw at that. So yeah, it's, um, it's definitely interesting, but I would say if people are listening to this and you're looking to get into real estate or anything, just stick with what, you know, stick with what you love. And then once you kind of conquer that field, try and go and do something else, but don't try to do two things simultaneously. I can tell yeah. you firsthand it does not work out well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a, a great tip there, you know, to, to do what you know. And I think that's really, really important because very often we get too many people have an input into the influence of what we do next. And we try to, yeah, I'm a world's worst magpie. You know, if I see something shiny, then I'm off there and I'm taking a look at it. And, you know, I have a not now box and I write the things down that are shiny, that somebody perhaps gives me a great opportunity or a great idea. 
And the first thing I do is I write it down and I put it in my not now box. And it literally is a physical box. Put it in there. And at the end of the month, I have a look at it. And with a different pair of eyes, you you really make that decision. Is this something that's right for me? And does it serve my plans? Does it get to me to where I want to be? And I think that's a great tip that you shared there. How, how have you found the real estate market in Philadelphia then? I know over here in the UK, prices have been rocketing. Homes have become even more out of reach of many, many people. Uh, how, how's it been over there? Yeah, it's pretty much the same. I mean, I would say across a lot of different markets, if not all of them in the world, it's a little inflated based, especially in the United States, based off of, you know, the Federal Reserve printing, what, like 40% of the total currency in the, like a the history of the world in the last like six or eight months. And so that's definitely taken a toll on it. But the thing that people have to realize as well is there's always deals out there. There's always opportunities if you look for them. And I have a great team behind me, like my lender, my um, real estate agent, my realtor, um, and just like my GCs, like my general contractors, like they're all real estate investors. So I come to them and I say, listen, like, what do you think about this deal? Do you have any in the market? And then they can kind of dissect it for me and say, yeah, this is something where it's not really going to work out. You should kind of avoid this. Or they're going to be like, yeah, like this is a great deal. Go ahead and pounce on this. You know what I mean? So I kind of have that team to get a feedback loop to say, yeah, you're going to need to do this, that, and the third and, you know, secure the deal. Um, but it's definitely a little inflated, I would say. But, you know, you're still able to, if you're still able to cash flow, I would say, and, and hit that, the mark that you want to hit, um, yeah. Then, then that's what it is. Otherwise, listen, like the, in my opinion, the worst case scenario is you're, you're just breaking even and building equity. And that's not that bad of a thing. Sure, you want to hit passive income. You want to have that cash flow each month. But if you're building equity, um, as long as you're not losing money, if you're breaking even, yeah. I would say that that's still still a pr- pretty solid thing. Yeah, and it's interesting. I mean, I've not mentioned this on the podcast before, but our previous home, you know, this is our dream home that we're living in now, and it's got everything we want. It's got the land, we've got horses, we've got sheep. You know, it's, it's just amazing. It was, it literally was the dream that we set ten years before, and we found it. And when we came to meet the owner of the house, he said, "Look, I'm not wasting my time with anybody who hasn't already sold their house and is ready to buy." And I looked at him and said, no, we're ready to buy. I said, we haven't sold our house, but we're going to rent it out. And my wife looked at me, we hadn't even talked about this. She said, we're going to do what? And we decided in August, we were going to uh, put the house up on the market and buy somewhere new. And this was in November. So it moved really, really quickly. And he said, oh, right, really? Okay, that's great. But when we came to look at selling our house the reason we were so lucky to get this house the market was at a real low you know we took in 2007 2008 so our housing price was also low so we actually rented it out and just as you said there we we broke even we covered our payments we had some great tenants that looked after the property really really well and you know it got to the point where eight years later not only did it recovered its equity it was now in a positive equity and we decided right now's the time you know to to take the money out of that and put it into something else which is what we've done um but yeah you know the the equity increasing it you know just allowed us to claw it back and if we'd have sold the house and moved into this one then one we would have been struggling in the house that we're in but we would have lost so much money on the other house as well so uh, yeah i think that's a good tip to think about the equity as well 
Yeah, that's a great move. That's really smart. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And and it got us in the house and it satisfied him. And uh, yeah, you know, he was happy. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned um, earlier about obviously multiple businesses. And I mentioned that in, in the bio. Um, how are things being with you since, um, you know, setting up these different businesses? You know, is there anything you want to share with the listeners of the experience, the journey that you've been on as that sort of serial entrepreneur? It's very interesting. You're always talking to a serial entrepreneur that's as young as you are. You know, usually when I talk to serial entrepreneurs, they're in their 50s and 60s and 70s and they've been doing it. But, you know, it, you can quite clearly see that when people check you out and connect with you, that that's something you're very passionate about. So just tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah, I, I love this stuff. I mean, I wake up every day and I'm just so grateful to have the opportunity to do what I love. The one thing that I really like to, to do, and this is a daily thing, almost like a you know routine or ritual that's built mm -hmm. in, but I like to kind of just record my day, whether that's journal it down and see exactly what I can improve on. I think that's something that a lot of people, um, young people especially, uh, would have benefit in doing simply because you're going through, all right, what worked, what didn't work, what can I improve on, what was something that was good, and that constant feedback of saying, oh, what can I do, and constantly auditing your life then you can take what you're doing wrong and, you know, fix it. And again, maybe it might be a small problem, might be a big problem, but now you at least know what it is. So you can try to find those resources and take a back step to then do that. And I think that has made me 10 times more happier, 10 times more uh, stress-free, like in terms of like my overall health, it's been fantastic. Like I'd say that I'm the healthiest I've ever been like, and, you know, I'm, I'm working, you know, crazy hours, of course, because I want to, yeah. you know, because that's what I love to do, as well as my other hobbies, as well as my other passions in life. And I would say, yeah, if you can constantly audit the problems and either delegate them or, you know, fix them yourself, that's definitely a good step in the right direction, um, instead of getting lost by all these different um, businesses. And the one thing that I, I'll tell people as well is um, all the businesses are, are in, like they're in cahoots, they're all connected in some sorts, like so the real estate investing goes hand in hand with my primary day-to-day -day, Momentum 360, where we do virtual tours and photography for real estate agents. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. so that whole, it, it comes around, you know, at 360, no pun intended. Yeah. And you can kind of see, okay, like we're working with these agents. Now we can kind of see what properties are, you know, that on the come sense. up, new construction, what properties are going to be good deals. Where, like, so th there's a lot of simultaneous things in both these uh, endeavors, as well as the podcast as well. So um, I would say if you can connect the, those businesses in a way and then constantly audit and, and not be, you know, just yeah. all stressed out all the time. Um, and, and credit to it, you for that as well. I mean, my, my business journey started out in construction. So that's my background. You know, I had a construction business for, for 20 years and yeah, I got, I got bored very easily and wanted to do different things and wanted to make more money and wanted to get more time. And the coach that I had at the time said, okay, well, what can you do? And it's similar advice that we're giving now between the two of us. You know, if you're going to do something different, try and keep it connected to what you're already doing. So we did a lot of work for the national uh, house builders, home builders over here. So I went over to Canada. I saw hot tubs. Uh, I became the UK's first imported Canadian hot tubs uh, into the UK. And I sold the hot tubs to the house builders. So if, if you bought one of their homes, you could have the hot tub as an option for the house because I'd already got connections with the house builders. So like you with the 360, the virtual tours, you know, they, it just worked so well because there was such a connection 
Uh, and yes, we sold them through the, uh, I needed a sales pitch at a garden center. So I bought the garden center and then ran a garden center. But every business I've always had, apart from aviation, was always connected. And aviation was just a passion of mine. I just love flying helicopters. So that was just my thing. But I think that's a great thing there about that connectivity. So I want to ask a question then following on from that. Have you got an idea of what's next for Sean? That's a great question. That's actually something that I was journaling down last night. As a matter okay. of fact, I, yeah. I was in my bed, I was on my phone, I was, I was in my notes and uh, I was kind of typing away. And I was like, you know, like, what if I set my goals? Because like, I'm reaching my goals right now. So what, yeah. what, what's next? What's something that I love to do? And I think what's next really, um, there's two different things. I, I think I want to create, and again, like I still want to build momentum up. I still want to build up the real estate portfolio. Yeah. Um, but I want to, I want to enjoy the fruits of the labor first. Mm. So I can understand that I know that it's not all it's cracked up to be. And let me kind of explain what yeah. that means is let's just say for instance, like, um, and if I follow the goal for real estate, where I'm buying one more property than I did the previous year, yeah. I'm 30 years old. I roughly have about 50 houses, 50 times. I don't know. Let's say I can passively get $500. What is that? So that's yeah. like 25 grand or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, a month passively. That's pretty much like, you know, almost a year's salary, like, you know, annually in America, almost. So I can live off of that. And I'm getting that every month net. So I can spend that, do whatever. So I want to kind of enjoy, like, you know, go to different countries and, and kind of, you know, I'd say live lavishly, but also to, to understand that that's not all it's cracked up to be, you know, like you don't just retire and yeah. like go off into the sunset. Like, and a lot of people, they, they have that mentality of like, oh, I get to this destination and then that's it. But in my mind, I think I want to get that uh, experience so I can understand that it's not all it's cracked up to be. So you have to keep yeah. working. You have to do something that you're passionate about. And I think the moment that I'm becoming bored of that, that's when the next creative thing is going to happen. That's when I can kind of sink my teeth into it and be like, you know what? This is not only a monetary thing. It's about human beings. It's about evolution. Yeah. You know, like That's why I have so much pride and love for Elon Musk because, I mean, he's working hellish hours and he's essentially setting us up for another planetary uh, like livelihood. He wants us to go yeah. to Mars for, for Christ's sake. And I think that having that vision is so powerful because he's right. And, and a lot of his theories is, especially with the sun and, you know, we, we need to move to another planet. I know that it's not in our lifetime. We're going to have yeah, that yeah. problem, but it's something that needs to be discussed. And I think that having that grandiose vision um, cause he, yeah, he founded PayPal. He founded all these other things. So the money's not a thing. Now he's really focused on humanity and, and yeah. optimizing that. So I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, but it's I don't having, really know. It's having choice, isn't it? I mean, I, I think freedom for, for me, for all my working life, you know, and I sort of semi-retired at 42, uh, I hit my goals eight years ahead of what I want to do purely because of the banking crisis as well. That encouraged me, you know, now's time to quit. So 2009, yeah. I became a coach. But it, you know, I'd always had those mini retirements. I'd already, already done the things that I wanted to do up to that point. One, whilst I still had my youth, you know, I bought a really fancy sports car. And I thought I need to buy it while I can still actually physically get in it, you know, because soon. So now I drive around in a Jeep Wrangler instead, which is great. I don't have to worry about it, although I've still got to climb in that as well. But I think you're absolutely right. You know, it's, it's having those freedoms of choice, isn't it? It's about getting up today and making a different choice of what we want to do but sticking to the plan sticking to those goals so yeah i think that's a great great thing to share so 
if people want to find out more about you, Sean, they want to connect with you, they want to see more about what you do. Um, is there anything that you want to send people to? Anything you want to, to share with people? Yeah, if you want to learn more about me and get in contact, all you have to really do is just go to seanboyle.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-O-Y-L-E.com. You can send me a message, fill out a form, whatever you want to do, carry your pigeon, whatever, whatever works best for you. And uh, yeah, we can chalk it up and, and definitely get connected. Yeah. And as I was just scrolling down there on, on the website, you know, it says here, Sean's mindset is simple. And I think it ties in really well with what we just talked about. Do what you love and the rest will follow. And I think Richard Branson is famed for saying, have fun and the money will come. Isn't yeah. it? So tell the listeners and, and tell me a little bit more about that, that mindset and perhaps how you can encourage people that are listening to this to have that mindset of doing what you love and the rest will follow. Tell us a little bit more about that. I'll tell you guys a quick story. And I think that it really resonates to like that okay. quote. So I was in college, I was at Penn State, I was a freshman, and I was just all about the money. I was like, oh my God, I want to like make as much money. What's the best career path for that? So I saw that my stepbrother was doing engineering and I was like, okay, petroleum engineer, electrical engineer, starting salary, $80,000. Oh my God, that's so much money. So I enrolled in engineering. I barely passed to get into the college. And I started to notice like within the first couple of weeks, I was like, this is not what it's cracked up to be like, this is pretty boring. Like, I, I don't like this stuff. I'm not even that good at math or physics. Like, why did I even decide to do this? Yep. And it dawned on me that, oh, just because you're in this, you know, career and you might be, have the opportunity to make a lot of money, that's not going to be a good thing for you. Like doing yeah. what you hate to do day in and day out like that, the mental psyche on that and just like the physical break, like there's so many things wrong with that. So I switched my mentality and took some career tests online. I talked to friends. I'm like, what career path do you think I would be best in? You know, and because I didn't know. So I was like, all right, I'll talk yeah, to my best right. friends who know me. I talked to my family and they were like something in business, you know, like whatever it is. Yeah. And my dad, he's always been an entrepreneur as well. That's kind of like, I got the genes from him. Right. Yeah. So I talked to him and he's like, yeah, you know, I, I would recommend hitting up like a business and, and just seeing what's going to be the future. And I was like, okay, the future. So I went online and I started this uh, search and I found digital marketing. Yep. So I found digital marketing and I, and fast forward, you know, now in this uh, company where we do digital marketing and like virtual tours of photography. Sure. And I love it. And I'm not really even concerned about the money, if that makes sense. Like I, it's, yeah. it's, it's doing well, but I'm much rather focused on producing uh, and delivering solid content and helping small businesses, especially now with COVID. So yeah. that's something where having that mindset change from, oh, I was going to be an engineer making almost $100,000 a year, whereas I'm running the business that I love to do and the money's, I'm not even worried about that. That's what I think a lot of people should take away from this is, yeah. again, doing what you love and the rest will follow. And that's that's really what it means. And I'm going to look the way there in, in the mindset that you've, put on your website there the rest so it's not do what you love and the money will follow because i think for each of us there are different things that will follow yeah and it is about happiness it is about balance it is about you know maintaining that that joy and getting up every day and doing what we're doing sometimes you know if you said do what you love and money will follow sometimes that then becomes destructive in itself so i love the way you say the rest because we can all choose what the rest is, can't we? And that might change. You know, my lifestyle has changed dramatically after losing a close friend of mine uh, about 15, 20 years ago. 
you know, the rest for me was certainly the money, the helicopters, the fast cars. And now I get more excited about, you know, my animals, my tractors. And, you know, uh, I don't want to do anything other than do what I do at the moment until I stop. Yeah, and yeah. that's it. So, yeah, so I love that. Yeah. So do what you love, listeners, and the rest will follow. And the rest is what you determine the rest needs to be. So, yeah, that's great. Um, so people can go to seanboyle.com uh, and take a look there and then connect with you through that. Uh, any social media platforms that might be best for people to check you out, Tom? Yeah, if you want to check me out on YouTube, uh, it's Momentum360. I post a lot of our virtual tours and content over there and a right. lot of Q&A. And uh, we're actually, now that you mentioned it, we're actually releasing a Puerto Rico vlog today, I believe. Ah. We bought a condo in San Torce, which is like, a, I think, a mile from Condado, from Old San Juan. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely check that out. Momentum 360 on YouTube. If you want to see that Puerto Rico vlog, I think that's dropping uh, like 5 p.m. Eastern time right. today. Great. Great. Well, we're all going to have a look at that. So um, I always like to give listeners something of, of value and you've given us so much already. You know, the, I know what I know and the journaling. I'm a big fan of journaling myself. You know, I mentioned before we started, I want to, to have Dean Graziosi as a guest on this podcast. I'm a big fan of him and his journaling as well. I actually bring from over the States. I bring his journals over here and I fill out one of his journals every single day. So I love that. You're giving us so much. But if you could give the listeners one particular thing that they could do something with that they can take from this podcast, in addition to what you've already given us, what would that be, Sean? Yeah, I think that there's a lot of, you know, anxiety nowadays in today's world with COVID and a lot of, you know, unprecedented circumstances. So mental health, you know, definitely something that I've always uh, tried to, you know, have in my favor and control and, and optimize as well as my physical, right? Yeah. And I think that what people can do right now is, you know, other than being kind and empathetic is, again, what I talked about earlier, but just auditing your entire life. Like, what does your sleep habits look like? What does your diet look like? You know, what are you doing, you know, day to day? Does that fulfill you? Does it not? What do your relationships look like? Does your, you know, significant other, are they toxic or do you have toxic friends that are bringing you down? So there's a lot of things like that, where I think if you can audit not only your business, but your entire life and formulate a winning strategy around that of what you want to do, not based off of what other people want to do, what you want to do. I think that it's definitely going to be uh, you know, a positive uh, direction and, and building positive momentum. So I would definitely recommend doing that. Yeah. So just digging a little bit deeper in that just for a moment, because I know some of the listeners will be thinking, okay, well, that sounds amazing and I want to do that. But I don't know what the first step is. I don't know what to do next. Okay. Yeah. So what would you say that somebody can do today or tomorrow after listening to this podcast? Yeah. After like, you know, if you're going, if you're listening to this going home from work or, or wherever, I would recommend when you get home, just go on your phone, go on your notes app or, you know, journal, however you best jot things down. And I would simply, you know, go through uh, different pillars. So mental, physical, spiritual, uh, emotional, financial, and those five categories, then you can list certain things. So I would say, for instance, like emotional, how am I feeling day to day? And yeah like tr maybe tracking that, maybe having a journal every single day, financial, what is the position I'm in right now? What is causing it to not be where I want to be, whether it's, you know, ludicrous spending or yeah. however that might be. A lot of people, that's that, um, you know, spiritual, am I being connected with, you know, the God that I uh, worship? If I, if I have a religion that I choose to, 
to worship. Um, and then going through all these different things again with like, mm. you know, relationships. And um, I, I would say that those five pillars are really, really dynamic to list down exactly what is, you know, bothering you. And then once you can actually see it on your phone or on paper, you're like, oh my God, you know, because yeah. common sense isn't common, you know, but, and, and especially, <laughs> you know, I struggle with it as well. So you have to kind of visualize it and say, okay, here are the problems. And then what's the next step to, to, you know, kicking that in the butt. And it's nice because we live in 2022 where we can go on Google and YouTube and yeah. simply type in a problem and we can find an answer. So yeah. that is a great way to get started. And then, you know, slowly, but surely you'll start to do that every single day. And then, like I said, constantly audit things and things will start to slowly improve. Yeah. So that's what uh, I would definitely recommend. Yeah. And I think something I'd share as well, just building on top of that, you know, I've been, um, doing a, a fast and I've been doing some some challenges and I've been trying to do uh, 90 push-ups every day and 90 sit-ups every day just something I've decided to do as part of this 10-day fast and in my journal every day I write you know my 90 done my 90 done so I do 30 in the morning 30 at lunch 30 in the evening of each yesterday I didn't manage to do that and I just put 60 in my journal done but then at the side of it but that was okay because I had a great day and I had an amazing evening doing something that really, really fooled me. So, you know, sometimes we have to realize that we don't achieve what we want to achieve. We can journal it. But then I think it's a great thing you shared with us there, Sean, because you can then look back and audit it and say, well, that's OK. That's not a problem. I'm, I'm OK with doing 60 yesterday. I was quite happy. You know, I've, I've had nine days of hitting 90 every day. And on day number 10, I decided to do something pretty special last night to celebrate my last day of fasting. And... That was it. That was okay to do 60 yesterday. Not today, but it was yesterday. Yeah, exactly. And that's beautiful said because it, like, let's just say again, use, using the number, you know, 90 pushups and you hit 60, you still showed up. You still yeah. put in the work. You know, who cares if you didn't hit the specific number that one day, you still showed up and you still put in the work. That's better than not doing it at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So last question then, Sean, uh, and I'm going to change this slightly okay if you were to have that weekend coffee if you were to have that special coffee early morning in a weekend and you were to have it in a dream location anywhere that you could choose where would that dream location be great question i would want to have it uh primarily i would want to have some uh black coffee i would probably share that with my father and we yeah. would be in Joss Van Dyke. That's probably our, our favorite place. It's in, um, in the islands. And uh, that's always been a special place that uh, him and I go down to. And, you know, we just yeah. live it up down there. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's not just the places. It's the people we're with them when we're sharing that moment as well. So, uh, so thanks for that. For sure. Sean, you gave us a um, huge amount, an amazing amount of things to think about content to think about i think there's some very key themes that listeners you'll take away from this uh, a focus and doing what you love and the rest will follow and auditing your life using using that journal tactic those pillars that sean has given you there to actually look and reflect and yeah just check that you're showing up because if you show up and you're loving what you do when you show up then as sean has said the rest will follow so thank you very much for sharing such amazing content with us and you've been a great guest and i know it's cold where you are it's cold and foggy where we are as well as we record this and you know i really want to thank you for giving up your time it's really appreciated thank you buddy appreciate it and listeners as you know this is part of my mission to help people be more aware better educated and most importantly to be held accountable 
So make sure that you do something with what Sean has shared today. Otherwise, yeah, it's been a disrespect of my time. And more importantly, it's being a disrespect of Sean's time. If you don't do something with what you listened to today. So go out there, do something with it and leave us a review. Tell us what you have done and the difference that it's made to you, your life and those around you. That's the best service that you can do of the time that we've given you today. Go out and then leave us a review of the difference that it's made. And as always, I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you. Thank you.